Welcome to JAG Talk, a podcast series featuring Navy JAG community experts. Listen to in-depth discussions about different legal fields and hear insights and lessons learned from practitioners across our enterprise. Chapter 25, Legalman Conversations, Competing Priorities in the Legal Field. Welcome to our podcast, Competing Priorities in the Legal Field. I'm Chief Jeff Greener, the Chief of Defense Paralegal Programs for DCAP. I'm joined today by Mass Chief Legalman Shannon Charles. She is a senior enlisted leader for DSO North. Thank you for taking part in this podcast, Mass Chief. Oh, it's great to be here. Thank you. So first question I have for you uh, comes from the fleet. What advice would you have for our legal men in regards to staying motivated in our high-paced line of work? Um, I think the first bit of advice I would give is um, to make the most of your billet. You know, um, as I've talked to sailors throughout the years, you know, I've always heard, oh, I want a good billet. You know, that's not a good billet. There's no such things as good billets and bad billets. I mean, we have uh, one of the most exciting careers um, that the Navy has to offer. And I think that if you go into it, into a job, um, thinking about it that way, you have to make the most of where you are. You have to grow where you where you're planted. Um, my Ellen two in Great Lakes, Ellen two Johnson. He's awesome, and he has this little saying. He 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 says he goes around and he picks up breadcrumbs from everywhere he goes, um, in hopes of making a really really good sandwich one day. And that's what you have to think of it about. Like I'm going to go to work today, and how many crumbs am I going to be able to sweep up today um, to put in this little box so that I can make. A really good sandwich. Um, there are a lot of sailors that are out there hoping to get into the legal men community. So even if you don't get the position that you want or the geographical location that you were hoping to get, I think that it's important to realize that we have great jobs and great career paths and senior enlisted people and senior officers in our community that care about our professional development and growth um, as legal men. Thank you, Master Chief. That's some really great insight. I, I like that uh, analogy that you used. So with that being said, what, what do you think the most pressing challenges are that leadership in the LN field are facing today uh, and really growing where they've been planted and making that good great sandwich in the end? Um, I, I think one of the most most pressing challenges is the is our manning um, with the volume of work that we have. Um, there are some places that are a little busier than others. I um, once again think about uh, my Great Lakes office. Um, they're they're over there at, at the quarter deck of the Navy, and and they have a lot of work, and they're working very long hours and. You know, it's 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 a challenge because you want them to stay motivated and you want them to understand that you know you're doing the best that you can. Um, so I always think about that and the volume of work and just trying to keep their workplace stress down um, while they're doing their jobs. Okay. So would you say that basically feeds into really maintaining a, a, a good balance, so to speak, between work and life? Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's all about being flexible. You have to take care of yourself. Um, we have a lot of work. We have busy schedules. 
I think that um, it's important to take the time off when you need it. You know, we say mission first and sailors always, and but you're a sailor and you have to keep in mind that you have to take care of yourself or you can't take care of others. Um, you want to avoid burnout. And sometimes, it, it, you know, it takes for you unplugging for a day and taking some time off where you need. You have to communicate with your leadership and you have to let them know, like, I, I, I need a little time. Um, and, and ask, ask, ask what the deadline is so you know how to prioritize your work. I think that a lot of times our sailors, they want to get everything done in a day. Well, Rome wasn't built in a day and you have to learn how to prioritize. But most importantly, you have to take time off for yourself. Um, work's going to be there and, and, and you just have to learn how to manage your workload um, because balance is, um, I don't know if, if that's the, the right word to use as far as balance, because I don't know, you know, for 29 years, I've tried to balance work and, and life and sometimes one is off. So you just have to be flexible and, and prioritize. So I call it work-life prioritization. Okay. So essentially when it comes to taking time off, uh, and in reality, it seems like if you're not taking off the time for yourself uh, and making sure that you're uh, in the right state of mind, if, if you don't do that, it seems like you also wouldn't be in the same or the correct state of mind to either take care of the work that you have or even your sailors. Would you Absolutely. agree with that? I, I agree with you. I think that um, a, 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 re, a refreshed mind is a better mind. You, you don't develop the workplace stress. Um, and, and you just look at things a little more clearly when you're not as overwhelmed. So you have to take time off. It's very important. I mean, we live in an age of telework, and I know that our jobs often doesn't permit us to do that. Um, but you have to learn what your unplug is. That could be going to the gym. That could be doing a host of things. So you just have to know what's right for your workplace prioritization um, and go from there. Okay. Okay. So when it comes to, you know, taking time off and making sure that you're in the right state of mind, uh, it's not just a leadership responsibility to make sure that their sailors are taking uh, time off. It's also a, a, a responsibility of a team teammate. Uh, Absolutely. So even if, uh, you know, your, your attorney might be an 04 and you're an LN1, if you're your attorney's having a rough time, maybe it might just take the uh, prompting of you to ask them if they need some time. Well, it's all about knowing your people. So when you work so close in a close environment with people, you have to, you know, you have to look for those subtleties. You have to look for those signs that people are getting burnt out or they're, or they're um, experiencing workplace stress. But it's all about talking to people and communicating and knowing. I mean, I can walk into the office sometimes and tell when my LN1's not like having a great day. And, you know, you just have to ask questions. I mean, that's where intrusive leadership comes in. And just, you know, on LN1 and LN3, you can be intrusive. I mean, intrusive leadership comes at all levels. So you just have to ask questions and 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 look for things and, and, know, and know the people that you work with every day. Okay. Now, when it comes to balancing and being flexible with uh, workplace stress, uh, what types of tools are there out there to uh, help our legal men and our JAGs to be able to plan effectively uh, and utilize each other? I mean, you have to know each other's strengths and weaknesses. Um, I mean, you have to know what people are capable of. 
um, in order for them not to be overwhelmed. Um, you have to know what the other person is responsible for and what they're doing and know what's going on with the case and know what to expect from your trial counsel. Like you should know what they're going to expect for you to do and what you're going to need to make sure that they have everything they need. Um, and that's all about talking to people and knowing what their expectations of you are and planning, planning ahead. If you're, if you're, if you're planning day to day, you have to look out like what's going to be due this week, what's going to be due the following week to keep you and your JAG from being overwhelmed. When it comes to priorities and prioritization, is there any hard and fast method just to game out what, what is a priority? Because um, it seems all too often in our field that everything's a priority. Well, I mean, so yeah, that's just the nature of the beast. But you have to use a checklist. That way, you know, it keeps you on track. You know what's coming up. It keeps you a step ahead of your counsel. And, you know, well, in our case, because I'm on the DSO side, the government, you know, the deadlines are there. You have to look at the checklist. You, you need to know what needs to get done ahead of time. It's kind of like everything is a priority, then nothing is really a priority, right? Well, if everything is a priority, then nothing is. You're right. So you you just have to know. And that comes, you know, we grow. We grow as leaders and and you know what is a priority. And sometimes you have to ask. Sometimes you, you know, if there's five things that needs to be done and and you're not sure what the priority is, then, then sometimes you may have to ask what the priority is. And there's no harm in that. At least you and the person that's assigning the task is on the same page. So it's it's almost as if our, our sailors and our judge advocates, I mean, at the end of the day, have to be humble enough to be able to ask uh, something that you may not know, um, you know, not being afraid to ask your paralegal, hey, what am I missing? Or if you're the paralegal themselves asking the attorney, what am I missing? What's the priority? What do you need from me today? Absolutely. I mean, it's nothing wrong with asking for further clarification um, especially when, I mean, you're working on cases, there's no harm in doing that and there's nothing wrong with it. So it's like the uh, phrase or the tagline, communication is key. Communication is key. Communication is key in everything. Um, I encourage my attorneys and paralegals to meet every morning, discuss the cases so that if any you know thing needs to be completed during the day, they can take care of it and regroup at the end of the day. Okay. Thank you, Mashif. All right. Thanks, Mashif. Uh, the last question I have for you is uh, what tips would you have uh, for both mentors and mentees on how they can improve themselves uh, and each other? Okay. Um, I think one of the, well, we've talked about it before, communication is key. I think it's important when you're in a mentee-mentor relationship that you openly communicate with one another. I mean, you have to give constructive and honest feedback. I mean, um, I don't think anything is more important than that. If, if you have a mentor and you don't think that your mentor is living up to the standard that you would like for your mentor to be, you have to be honest with that mentor. And if you're a mentor and your mentee is not doing what you think they should be doing, then you have to be honest with them and, and, and you have to be willing to understand and move forward um, from the constructive and honest feedback. You know, don't be afraid of peer leadership. I, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten on the phone and, you know, called one of my 
master chiefs or senior chief or chief and say, hey, you know, what, what do you think about this? Am I too far off on this? Or, um, and, and, and I'll course correct, because at the end of the day, you have to do everything that you can to make yourself better. As a mentor, um, I always would encourage my mentees to pursue off-duty education, um, US MAP, the credentialing, Navy Cool. I'd always encourage them to look on the NFPA and NALA websites. They have really good seminars and it gets them you know, out, out of the office to meet uh, traditional civilian paralegals and like, understand what they do every day. But you know, mentorship can be a, a great thing. I mean, I'm, I'm here today as a legal and master chief because of the mentorship that I had. But going into my mentorship, um, picking my mentors, I knew that I had to have people that were going to be honest with me no matter, no matter what. I wanted to make sure that it wasn't someone that I was too familiar with. I mean, we got familiar with one another as our relationship as mentor and mentee progressed. But I wanted someone that was going to give me honest and constructive feedback. Um, and I think that um, that helped me um, a great deal. Excellent. So in the grand scheme of, you know, competing priorities in the legal field, it's really, you know, the volume of your work that's mm -hmm. going on, uh, managing your, your home life, yep. uh, and then helping managing your team, whether that's your immediate team of your attorney and paralegals or... Uh, your team of mentees and protégés. Mm -hmm. And learning. As long as you're learning, you're growing in in some form of capacity. Like training and education is very important, but they're distinctly different. And I think when legal men understand that, like training prepares you for what you need to do in your job. Education helps you grow a lot. It, it, it teaches you um, how to think critically, how to do things, you know, differently utilizing different skill sets. So as long as you're learning, I think you're growing. Excellent. Some very good insight. Well, thank you for your time today, Mashif. Um, you're welcome. And thank you again for your long uh, <laughs> career with us. I'm, I'm sad that you're retiring. I'll be happy. Uh, someone, will, someone will be promoted. Right. <laughs> it's great. It's great. It's a great feeling. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Have a Bye -bye. good one. You have been listening to JAG Talk a podcast series featuring Navy JAG community experts. Visit jag.navy.mil for additional chapters of this podcast series. Thank you for tuning in.